this week can go fuck itself. <laughs> I'm Bubba, and uh, here as always with my name, man, Bill and Louie. Fellas, fuck this week. Hey, thank you so much, Joshua. It's been a, I guess you would say a multitudinous week in the sense that mm-hmm. my I know exactly my emotions mean. have plummeted, skyrocketed, gone askew. Yep. Fuck yeah. Life is pointless. Nothing matters. Gotcha. Go on. I feel like you summed it up quite succinctly. I was reading the works <laughs> of Albert Camus. It's, and pronounced, I was struck. it's pronounced Camus. <laughs> <laughs> I was struck by the similarities. No, fuck this. I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> Welcome to the Weekly Awesome. <laughs> awesome. We're already drunk. <laughs> and we'd like to welcome you to the show. It's, uh, it's pandemic week three and a half. Return of the Awesome. Um, uh, well, well, you, you know, fellas, I, uh, I, I found something that I, f- that I had forgot was awesome. The clitoris. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I remembered, joke. <laughs> and, and, and I remembered and, and now the day is fine. <laughs> Good. Um, so everyone were like. We're inching our way, uh, <laughs> like, I think we're getting to the point where the mix of feeling weird about just not seeing anyone, that's just a strange feeling on top of how insane everything else is, mixed with, like, boredom, mixed with sadness, mixed with alcohol, like, it's strange times. Would you agree, Bill? Yeah, and, the like, the crushing weight to that, I think, like, hit me middle of this week was the kind of the feeling of inevitability around the fact that we're going to be doing this for a long time. Yeah. Like, you know, at first it was coming in March, and then, yeah, we might have to do a stay-at-home order, and then we did the stay-at-home order, and it was two weeks, and then, man, you start looking at when these things are supposed to peak, and you start looking at some of the things that are, you know, and granted, these are, like, really, really big crowd-gathering things, so it makes sense that they'd cancel them, but Wimbledon, the British Open, these things are in July, and these organizations and, and people are deciding not to do this. And even if we're back to a semi-normal life in the middle of the summer in terms of like being able to go to people's houses again, a lot of the things that we do for entertainment and everything else are they're going to be gone for a while. And, and I just had this like, I, I've supported all the moves we've made. I, I, I trust all the scientists and the doctors telling us that these are the ways that we need to do this. I, I don't have a problem with any of it in that sense, but I did I did have this moment of depression this week when I realized, like, this ain't going to be a one-week deal. This is going to go for a while and change things for a long time. kind of hit me like a sack of bricks this week. You carry your bricks around in sacks? <laughs> sacks, right? Yeah. That's, uh... That seems <laughs> deeply inefficient. <laughs> Uh, Louie, what's what's going on in Los Angeles? Is it awesome there? I mean, considering what? don't okay, I don't ask <laughs> how are things inside the walls of my apartment. Good, they're fine, they're the same. Have you seen any fun celebrities lately? Oh yeah, uh, hold on, let me grab my phone. We can do. Can you make a theme song in time for Louie's celebrity sightings? Louie's celebrity sightings. There, Perfect. I made a theme song. Uh, okay, so I have lived in. Uh, I believe the kids call it the City of Angels, uh, for 
couple months, I've seen eight celebrities. Okay. All right. It really depends on your definition of celebrity. <laughs> I have a Give pretty us- good. I have a pretty good eye. Oh, sorry, nine. Uh, I have a pretty good eye for famous people, and you know, especially in these really difficult times. That what I've been doing is like really trying to reach out and touch them and hold them and <laughs> tell them how important they are to me. Because um, I feel like in these trying times, it's important that they know that, like human contact, like is physically right they know that that I value them. Um, okay, so here we go, and it's actually weirdly as as the list goes on, and this is chronological. You'll notice that actually the people have gotten more famous, and my theory is that it's a really good time to be a celebrity and be able to walk around right now because. Nobody's gonna fuck with you, really. I mean, like, a there aren't that many people outside, and b it's not like I mean, unless people are insane, like people are gonna leave you alone for the most part. So, all right, first celebrity sighting: the black dude for My Name Is Earl, who was also in Ti's Rubber Band Man video, or no, sorry, he was in the Staples commercials that had the original Rubber, the band, rubber band, band Man song. Man. Yeah. He has the sweet fro with like the Frederick Douglass side part. Yeah, yeah, yep. okay, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yep. Um, Tim from Crazy Ex Girlfriend. The buzzing from the bathroom. He's also in apparently a insurance commercial, True Blood, which I've never seen. But what is he uh, in True Blood? I don't know, but he that's on his IMDb because I looked him up. Ooh. Go uh, Jeff, the comptroller from Harmontown. Mm. Um, and I should note that three of these nine people I saw at Drawing Room, a bar in Los Files that uh, Dan Harmon apparently used to haunt. And it's not surprising um, that he was one of them. Uh, Jimmy Simpson, who's one of the McPoyles, McBoyles, whatever, from It's Always Sunny. Slash, he's also in Westworld yep. and also in House of Cards and maybe other things, too. Jimmy Simpson uh, rocks. Justin Chambers, who used to be in Grey's Anatomy, I saw him at a bar in the afternoon on a f- weekday, and he was drinking non-alcoholic Heineken and chain-smoking Marlboro Lights. As and one it does. turns out, he had just quit Grey's Anatomy a few days earlier, or got can fired. You, I'm not sure. I, I think financially, you, he's going to be all right. Can you smoke in bars in California? No, he was just oh, leaving very got frequently. It. Too. Got it. He he had uh, he had his cigarettes out near his phone, got and uh, Kim Gordon. From Sonic Youth. She's That's also awesome. in The Simpsons. I've been watching a lot of old Simpsons. She's a Sonic Youth is a guest star in the uh, Homer Palooza or whatever that episode's called, where Homer with gets fish? shot with a cannonball in the stomach a bunch. Um, oh, that one. <laughs> smashing pumpkins and Sonic Youth are in it. Uh, Starburns from Community. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. Justin Chambers from Grey's Anatomy and Starburns, I both saw at Drawing Room in Los Feliz. Okay, and then as you can see, it's, it's ga- ramping up. Uh, a few days ago, wearing a delight, like a very scruffy, but also very nice jean jacket, wearing a pair of Sambas and expensive sunglasses and a nice gray goatee, Pedro Pascal, a.k.a. A- the Mandalorian, a.k.a. the Viper in uh, oh, Game of Thrones, a.k.a. No he's in way. Narcos. Yeah. And then... Two days ago, we saw Jack Black, and it was delightful because he is as short and as fat and as hairy, and he was wearing 
like velour sweat, uh, hammer pants and had a backpack and just had two of his kids walking around with him and they were both on their headphones and he was just dicking around and it was I, turns, I, it turns out he bought because uh, at first I was like that's Jack Black like and Marcella was like that looks like an insane person and I was like well <laughs> yep <laughs> a yes <laughs> b b I had actually just seen, he had joined TikTok and it was like a thing on the internet a few days ago and it was the same day and she was like, that guy's beard is enormous and gray and his hair is super long. And I was like, weirdly, I saw a video of him that I think is from today, and that is what he looks like right now. And uh, so I Googled his name in our neighborhood, and it turns out he uh, lives like six blocks from us, and he bought the house he lives in for $5.5 million from Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers in 2011. So That awesome. is... <laughs> And oh my awesome. God! Just in case you think that we do not, we we live in a different type of neighborhood. But it turns out there's an <laughs> insane neighborhood a few blocks away with all these gated houses, and uh, I'm sure their quarantines are going much smoother than ours. But um, <laughs> you think a pool in a mansion sounds That's pretty good? Yeah, like a oh, tennis man. court and like a slave to play you in tennis, like or whatever they have. I'm assuming. <laughs> I believe it's called a uh, butler. Oh yes, sorry. I just I just rewatched School of Rock the other day because I had it on in the background while I was working. No, it that was, means I was drunk yesterday. <laughs> it's, God, it's it's such oh my god, it's such that's such a great movie. Like, um, yeah, wow. I, what is funny. it? What is that song called? Stuff it. What is the step off? Step off. Okay. Step off. <laughs> but I was I, I went to the movie because I was thinking about the scene where he sits down with the teachers at lunch and they ask him about his teaching philosophy and he quotes i believe the children are our future <laughs> yeah, man you can teach them well but you got to let them lead the way <laughs> like, i don't know why that popped in my head so then i grabbed that movie and put it on but um i drank hams and tasty beers earlier and i am now have a large <laughs> vikings mug bubba what's your drink of the week oh <laughs> uh, well i'll let me tell you louis it's a jar full of ron diaz with some coke zero on top <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say a jar full of Ron Diaz? Indeed, I did. I had a jar of Ron Diaz. I put it in a much bigger cup. I added ice and topped it off with Coke Zero. It's quite stiff, but I have more Coke here to fill up the glass as I keep drinking because I only got a splash in when I started. I did. Uh, I w I recent like as recently as you could have uh, semi responsibly traveled. I. Uh, I was with Bubba and hung out in Minnesota recording a dynamite album by the Bunkin Cousins called The Bunkin Cousins Reconnoiter Recently Ransacked Village. Village. Why the first single dropped today as we released this on you, a Monday. Why what? Oh, <laughs> I see what? what happened there, Bill. Bill was about to be real upset. <laughs> why didn't anybody tell me I would have listened to no, this? No, I also shit. was like, why didn't you tell me, Bubba? <laughs> um, no, but. Uh, I, of course, as the good house guest I am, raided their liquor cabinet a few times. And uh, Bubba and Haley, unsurprisingly, because why would you drink it, have, like, through various means, like, 75% of their liquor cabinet is, like, shitty rum. <laughs> it's just, like, Ron Diaz, Captain Morgan, like, Whatever the f I don't even can't even remember other names of but it's basically like and it's like and they're just like yeah why uh, obviously I'm not like mmm 
you know, like I'm not in college. You don't drink like a 40 ounce mixed drink of Ron Diaz and Coke that, you know, yeah. you're not, we're not all Bring Am I right, Bubba? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it, people will bring like a, like one of those might still be left over from your wedding. But yeah, we uh, had we had some of those. There's like a one seven five a Hennessy, or there was until de- until I was yeah. came to visit. <laughs> I didn't drink the whole thing. But people people love to think like when they come out to like hang out on the water in the summer, like oh, uh, summer drink time for rum or tequila. Nope. And then they bring it with, but like it's hot outside and you get drunk pretty quick. So like we a lot of tequila and rum gets left here. So then I put it in my cup and drink it during the podcast. Now. You are a big Vikings fan, so that makes sense. I do love sports. Throw the ball for the touchdown. Bill, what are you drinking? Um, Let well, me guess the same shit you have the last two weeks. No, I had two different Brown drinks the last two weeks. And I didn't want to make the Brian Cox. <laughs> I didn't want to make the Brian Cox joke again this week. So Brian Box. Ooh, I got me. that's a good we'll scooterism. stay here tonight. Brian Box. Tomorrow uh, you'll come home with me. So I got me some good American whiskey this week. Uh, mm. This is this here is Woodford Reserve. Uh, I drink that yeah. on uh, most flights I'm on. Apparently, yeah. they have some sort of deal. It seems like with most airlines, but yeah. So anyway, uh, I, but I also when I heard you guys had a head start on me, um, slammed a summit. I don't know what we started recording, about. and then I feel like I need to down this glass of Woodford and catch up. I agree. Go ahead. Yes. Put it down. Bill. Put it down Bill. while I talk. Bill. Bill. Louie, what are you drinking, eh? Hey, uh, I'm having a uh, Bombay Sapphire Martini. Kind of dirty. Um, yeah, that's the end of the story. How many olives? I, two. I just usually do two olives, and I do pretty heavy on the olive juice. I like, I like my martinis like I like my... Crotches, olive dirty, <laughs> gross. <laughs> Saw where this was going. As soon as I you said it, couldn't, I didn't couldn't really co- like I it. I couldn't come up with what noun to use for my adjective, and it so, ended on crotches. Oh, I had a question because Bubba, you brought this up about the lake, and then uh, Lewis, you're drinking um, gin. And do you do you guys get into seasonally rotating your liquors at all? Are you more like a Whiskey in the winter, gin in the summer. So does that I, does that do anything a, for you? I have a funny story about this. I uh, I used to work in bars in Seattle, and um, this last fall, I went into uh, a bar near my my new job that was not a bar job, and uh, it was a few of the few of my friends who I had worked with were bartenders at this place right by my work. It was great, and. Uh, my friend Blake, who is from Hawaii and uh, is uh, native or you know Pacific Island um, heritage, uh, we were hanging out and chatting, and he was like, "All right, so you know, you're typical. You want a tequila and a beer." And I was like, "Ah, you know, it's October. It's getting a little cold. I think I'll have a whiskey." And he was like, "Why do white people love doing that shit?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. And I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just feels like this is the right season for whiskey. And he said, and I love this. He said, I drink I drink tequila in the summer because it's a great summer drink. And I drink tequila the rest of the year because I really like tequila. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Okay, <laughs> fine, fair enough. <laughs> but anyway, I don't, I don't have a good answer, but I do know what you mean. I mean, I think, th- I think some of it, like, I think the temperature of the drink, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, of course, you're gonna want like a hot toddy or like a hot chocolate with. You know, peppermint schnapps or like a Bailey's or yeah, whatever yeah, in winter. the in the winter. Yeah. But like as far as And whiskey by itself just warms your belly up. I mean, right. Right. Yeah. I think I guess my answer would be that I am seasonal in the sense of like in the summer. It's not even about uh it's more that I, I in the summer I want something that I can drink that is cold that has more liquid involved, you know? Right. So that's right. why I don't want to drink like a whiskey on the rocks at the beach because it's right. like because i'm gonna be thirsty and it's just not that right. much liquid <laughs> right whereas you know like i think that's the main thing it's like well like gin and tonics are great in the summer because they're very refreshing also yes but also like man gin and tonics get you into a lot of trouble on a hot day when it's just like because they're so tasty and then all of a sudden it's like i am a big fan of summertime gin and tonics yeah. and i have and gotten <laughs> real i've on like definitely a, like gone a inside sweaty the afternoon cabin. and you're like yeah, feeling good. These are so refreshing. And then like and two then hours later, it's like, oh, I need a nap. <laughs> three in the after. I've I've taken many three p.m. cabin naps. What's in the, July. Josh? What do you think? What's What's the drink that is got mint in it that I drink at brunch? That's gotten me like blackout drunk a, a number of times in life. Yeah. Oh, mojito. That's a That's a hot outside drink. I could drink those all year long. We introduced oh. uh, Bubba Head. Excuse me, Bubba had, Bubba had never had a Bellini till we were in Greece, and oh, and we had uh, a million of them. It was awesome. What is a Bellini? It's just it's like a mimosa, except instead of orange juice or whatever, it's peach juice, and it is oh, very okay. delightful. Mm. Yes. Okay. We made good friends with the waiters, and they uh, kept Who, them coming to the beach for us. Our our favorite waiter. Them. We are fancy rich people, as you can tell. Uh, our waiter, his name was Giannis, and it was like mm. I thought he was fucking with me, where it was like. Really, like your name is the most famous Greek person in the world. Was he seven <laughs> foot something? And no, he was quite just... short. Oh, okay. He was he was not a black person, and he was not super tall. <laughs> no, it's a bit frumpy. <laughs> That's so rude. What? <laughs> I didn't. Say, I didn't say it was unattractive. It was a handsome frump. <laughs> My lovely lady frumps. Uh, 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 TV! Don't you always want to go where all the shows are pretty much the same? Can't laugh at dad jokes or a violent crime explained. So join the housewives and bachelorettes or the host of a singing competition. Hop on the couch, we're talking basic cable television. We said we'd take a week. Holy <laughs> shit. I, most of the time, hype is like, oh, why did it get so hyped up? I'd have enjoyed this. If I... Tiger King is as batshit crazy as the internet made it seem. That, that, every person in that thing is a fucking total maniac. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I think my favorite part about it, and I, I think I mentioned this on the last pod, and somebody, you know, a lot of people are saying this online, and it's so true. Which is that, like, usually in documentaries, if it's let's say like six episodes or ten episodes or whatever, in like episode four or five, as they introduce more people, it turns out the new people they introduce are like 
the voice of reason or the the calming presence or the like adult and instead like every new person they introduced was like oh he's a hitman okay <laughs> like he's a grifter who's somehow crazier than these people like, he's like every subsequent person was somehow in- more insane than the previous one and it was just like oh there's no there are no good people in this at all like everyone sucks it's just like okay and meth is a hell of a drug man i'll tell you yeah that's the thing about it that's like fucked but also on top of like how everyone see like i bet there were a handful of people in there that you like of the very side characters that you maybe could have a little bit of anything you know like oh i feel for them but like even like but no but this one i'm not saying i'm not saying i don't i'm not saying i don't feel for him but yeah i know but like but also, like, on top of the crazy people is, like, if they're not one of the people with the most, like, polygamist tiger, like, that, like, they're just, the craziness doesn't stop anywhere. Or it's like, oh, yeah, I'm uh, missing an arm from a tiger attack and a guy with two leg thing, like, missing hey, two legs. Hey, the, that's one of my favorite lines when he's like, people think oh, I lost my legs from the tigers. Nah, zipline accident. Yeah. <laughs> like, What? So that's that's weirder. That's somehow weirder than yeah, tigers. It, where it's like, <laughs> oh, and like the part of the the movie that really throws me is like, unless they really did an irresponsible job making this. I mean, that lady just absolutely killed her husband, right? Oh, definitely she did. <laughs> like, so, in can we can we play a fun game, yeah. Bob and Louie? Okay, we Bill, should do it. We game. should do a draft of Tiger King characters. N- well, here's here's. So I, I still... I call the guy who's like, you gotta join my sex cult to be in my tiger Okay, so I keep I keep hearing about this shit, and I know you guys told me last week I had to watch it, but I still you don't have a Netflix it? account. You didn't watch it? I don't have a Netflix account. It's a com- but here, here's how a proposal you, for how it. Impromptu game. Impromptu I'll game. Text Each, you, I'll text you our login. Each of you gets 45 seconds to explain this to me. And summarize. All right, it. I'll go first. Okay. Okay. So, wait, I'm putting 45 seconds on the clock. Ready? Go. Hold okay, on. Hold so, on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. I'm gonna take my headphones off so I can't hear it. Okay. Good. Like, okay. All right, perfect. perfect. Give, no. Yes. 45 is too long, Bill. Give him 30, uh, 30 seconds. Yep. 30 seconds and, on and the you clock. From stop the minute right you, on 30. I'm not gonna from, listen to a thing. Of from it. the minute you start talking, Lewis. Okay. Ready? Right, ready? Go ahead. Yep. Okay. So a guy named Joe Exotic who lives in Oklahoma uh, started buying up a bunch of tigers and having a big game zoo he's a gay mulleted gun enthusiast who's also kind of insane and he uh got into a bunch of feuds specifically with a woman named carol who runs a big cat rescue place and because of his homicidal tendencies oh my god really already everyone's on meth (laughs) (laughs) there it is 30 seconds bubba go ahead Bubba, it goes way faster than you'd think. Yeah, thirty seconds. Thirty oh, seconds is not a long time. This is, but I'm get, I'm getting, okay. I'm getting some, I'm getting some good, some good information here about why I need to steal somebody's Netflix password. Uh, <coughs> all right, Bubba, thirty seconds are on the clock for you. I'm curious. Tell me, Tiger King. All right, all right. So this uh, gay country blumpkin <laughs> guy. Uh, <laughs> 
gets like obsessed with big cats and he gets like 200 of them because laws don't exist and then he hires all these people who have nowhere else and are desperate and are all on meth to work for him and then there's this other guy who has fucking like makes women join a sex cult to have his big tiger cat and then there's this crazy lady who says she's rescuing cats and is like PETA side but this fucking lady killed her husband took all of his money and then she has the same thing they all have but she has different shit and he said he would kill her and everyone's fucking everyone and everyone is crazy and on meth time oh Oh my God, Bubba! Right. When when I also saw the two second side for Bill, I said the same thing you as you, which was, and everyone's on math. <laughs> oh man! All right, so fine. Fu- All right, fine. Okay. I'll watch it. I will I'll say that it. I will I'll say that like it. it's uh, it's well told. Like the story is yeah. Compelling. I will. You I will keep watching. Great, great documentary. Like the way they made. I it. I will say it. that it is uh. I've read some articles about this, in, in, and I think it's a good point, which is that it is much closer to like a Maury Povich or a Honey Boo Boo reality story than it is like a, a really good documentary that has, like, it's trash. Like, oh, totally. There's no, uh, they're not really trying to con everything and and there is a there is a level of um sort of like especially when you when you read more about the guy who created it and directed it who is like a new york nightclub nightlife nightclub promoter it's he's got his own insane backstory but like there is definitely a level of like mockery and contempt for uh for poor struggling addict type people that is like it's not ever explicit but like under all of it is like you're kind of i occasionally felt like like bub i don't know if you the, i the, turned it off a couple of times because the like, scene just... the scene where the scene like the the part where uh they were interviewing the dude with the long blonde hair yeah after was... after he uh testified and was like blackout drunk in his trailer and it was like there are moments where you're like oh you're you're not treating your subjects with a lot of dignity like you're kind we're kind of laughing at these people and like there is there is that level to it where it's like ultimately there's not a lot of like it does feel a little bit like the classic like some new york filmmakers went to a small town and were like look at these fucking crazy rednecks and like they are crazy rednecks, and they do. <laughs> they are deeply entertaining to watch. But like, there are some people like there is some of that nuance. But mostly, it's occasionally it feels a little exploitive and like sort of like you're just kind of laughing at people who have like. I don't yeah, know, it's hard. Issues not, it's hard not to feel bad a bunch of times because of that because it's it's so obvious when like the handful of times you can actually see a bunch of people who just need help in pain, but. The, the, the thing I would like to, uh, like, I part of me thinks that there must be some weird part of this that's not being done well or told to us just because how the fuck they had cameras going all the time forever. These guys are fucking insane. How did that show not immediately get bought? Like, why was that never actually on reality TV? Because yeah. that would have immediately been the most popular reality TV show on television. And that's another thing, Bill, is that the uh, the reason there's, like, 
infinite footage for them to go out over is that um, Joe Exotic, the main character, he, the Tiger King, he, uh, yeah, he had been filming a like literally daily online TV show that nobody oh. watched. Sure, uh, yeah, every but night at 6 every, p.m. he like, did like an uh, live stream they, TV show, and so they he had people videotaping, and then he long. hired a producer, a big from, an actual one, yeah, from like uh from who used to work in news who came on to also do footage to turn it into a reality show so it's like the dude wanted to be on TV and wanted sure. to be a reality star and so there's and in like the grand pantheon of shitty reality shows yeah like he, he definitely should have had a show on TLC or right right A&E or whatever the fuck you know it's like Lewis yes what do you want to do all right, uh, I've got some trivia today, and uh, I got excited about two different ideas, so we're going to do both of them. All right. Um, so, trivia, trivia, trivia. I don't remember trivia. the theme song, but, you know. I think it ends like that. Do you think you have the knowledge? You think you are a wiz? Here's your chance to prove it. Yes, it's the weekly awesome, awesome quiz. Okay, so we have two uh we have two trivia categories. Um I will I will rank them alphabetically and then Bill, would you like excuse me, would you like trivia number one or trivia number two first? Tuesday. Trivia number two. Okay, so dropping deuces. <laughs> dropping deuces, feeling looses. Okay. Uh <laughs> So, uh, this is going to be a, uh, a a baseball top and bottom of the inning style format, okay? So, you'll go back and forth, and, uh, you know, if, if Bill, for example, in the top of the inning cannot name some, uh, then Bubba needs to answer it, etc. You understand, right? Okay. Mm. Yeah. You, we name them until they run out. Okay, so. Okay. Um, the American rock band Weezer uh, released their first album, Weezer, uh, a.k.a. The Blue Album, in 1994. Great album. They released Pinkerton, their second album in 1996, and they released their third album, Weezer, a.k.a. The Green Album, in 2001. So, great band. I think a lot of us of our generation think fondly back upon those albums. Our trivia game now is since the Green Album in 2001, oh. Weezer have released 10 albums. Really? We are going to have you two go back and forth and see how many you can name. <laughs> it's going to be zero. I mean, well, I might know one. I might know one. And, uh, and just for the record, uh, you can't just say Weezer self-titled. You have to say the color of them because it turns out there are multiple. <laughs> right. uh, uh, is this going to be a bust? This might be a bust. You guys might not know any of these. Uh, no, um, we're, we're, I should, we should be able to guess one. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I guess as a hint, there are one, two, three, four self-titled albums that are just the, the blue album, you know, that style of album, yes. a color. Uh, so four of the ten are just a color. <laughs> Who would like to go first? How do we determine that? Let's uh, have we'll have I, Bubba go first since okay. 
since Bill the, pin- uh, the Pink album. Uh, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. There's no Pink okay. album. Okay, so I, I do know one. Okay. Um, I remember the single Beverly Hills when it came out because yep. it was on the radio all the time, and I had a job where we listened to the radio all the time. Okay. And I remember that the name of that album was Make Believe. Correct. 2005's okay. Make Believe is yep. the second of the ten uh, chronologically. Jesus, there was one before that? <laughs> yep. Oh, Th- no. 2002. It oh, had Dope f- Nose on it. I don't even remember that song. We're, we're fucked, Bubba. The Red Album. Correct. 2008's Red uh, Album. Um, yes! Which had uh, Pork and Beans. I don't even remember that song. It was somewhat of a, a hit. Probably. Um. Okay. Uh, the Orange album. Sorry, there is no Orange album. So so Shit. far, out of the ten, we have number two, chronologically make believe, and number three, the Red album. What did Bill just say? Uh, I- the Orange album. <laughs> the Purple album. I'm sorry, that does not exist. <sighs> this is harder than I thought. Um, one of them is named after a character in Lost. And it literally has the character's face on the cover. <laughs> the Jack uh, Files. Uh, nope. I'm gonna go. Uh, uh, maybe they maybe they echoed the Beatles. Maybe the White Album. Correct. 2000 yeah! 2016's the White Album. That's dumb. That would be number seven of the ten. Jesus. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, fuck. What's his name? He's really fat. <laughs> oh, that uh, Hugo. Nope. You have no, the fir- no. first two letters correct. <laughs> Hurley. Wait, Hurley. Hurley is yes, correct. That's it. Hurley. 2010's Hurley. Boy. That is uh, oh. that is number five of ten. So you are still missing a 2002 release, a 2005 release, a 2009 the Brown album. Re- no. <laughs> All right, so the answers are Maladroit, 2002. Oh, oh right, because yeah. we were going to come up with Maladroit. Make Believe, 2005. You know, pause. I'm reading a book right now where the uh, author has used maladroitly as an adverb three different times in the text, and I thought it was pretty interesting. Mm. Um, anyway, That's the kind of sorry. word you can't use that many times because then people yeah. will know that it's like a thing. It's like Yeah, a well, <laughs> he definitely used it multiple times. All right, That's so just some shambolic writing right there. Thank you, Bubba. <laughs> All right, so we've got uh, Blue Album 94, Pinkerton 96, Weezer Green Album 2001, Maladroit 2002, Make Believe 2005, The yep. Red Album 2008, Ratitude 2009. They named an album Ratitude. It has a dog jumping through the air on it. Hurley 2010, Everything Will Be All Right in the End 2014. The White Album, 2016. Pacific Daydream, 2017. Ah, sure. The Teal Album, 2019. That was the one that had the cover of Africa by Toto on it. That was a covers album. And then uh, the same year, 2019, The Black Album. Wow. I I did not know. 
Yeah, no one day. knows. No one, no <laughs> one knew that. Lots of random chord progressions that he liked with random lines he thought sounded nice. Yeah, yeah as as Bubba as Bubba is referencing obliquely, there is an episode of the podcast Song Exploder, which is a great podcast. It's usually 15, 20 minute episodes where songwriters kind of walk through their uh, process of writing and recording a song. And Rivers Cuomo talks about a, a song he wrote from, I don't know, a couple of years ago, a recent song. And it turns out that Rivers Cuomo has an enormous Excel spreadsheet of he'll hear a song. So if he hears Sister Golden Hair or whatever, and he likes the chord progression, then he writes down C sharp minor, A, E, whatever that, you know. And then if he has a snippet of a lyric that he likes, he also puts it in the spreadsheet. And then the way he writes songs now is to just combine chord progressions that he likes from other songs <laughs> with That's... snippets of lyrics that he thought of. So it's that... it's like a very depressing episode of Song Exploder. That's not, that's not a fun way to write songs. No, that's not, not at all. That explains how a, a person could write 10 albums worth yeah, of music exactly. after already being famous and have all right, so Weezer, have no idea that Weezer was a bit of a bust. We'll go with our second one, see if this is better. Uh, this right. is going to be Simpsons trivia. All right. Um, Mod Flanders for nine. Can I tell a quick Simpsons sidebar really quickly? I don't know. Can you? <laughs> 90s burn. Uh, Grammar is so timeless. <laughs> So I grew Educate up in, in that house where... The Flanders um, house? <laughs> no, I mean, well, maybe. Uh, <laughs> well, get down on all fours we, and thank the Lord we, for the dinner, boys. We were not allowed to watch The Simpsons in mm. my house. It was absolutely forbidden because somebody in my family heard once that something that Bart Simpson did violated the laws of the Lord or something. I'm not sure entirely why but that was just a show that was absolutely forbidden in my house from the time i was you know like six or seven early 90s whatever and i just grew up thinking you know simpsons was the worst thing ever and then i heard on a whim when i was in sixth grade about this show called south park and started watching it and i told i was you know what was i like 11 i told my parents i was watching this south park show and they're like oh it sounds like it's funny blah 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 blah, blah. but like they hadn't heard anything from like their friends about how you know terribly like awful it was and so like it was cool in my house growing up to watch south park but it wasn't cool to watch the simpsons so i i say this one because i think it's kind of funny and two making excuses before he loses show and i also i just want to explain i feel like uh i feel like if you if you put a group of kids who were only allowed to watch South Park in one group and a group of kids who were only allowed to watch The Simpsons in another, that one of those two groups would be significantly less obnoxious to be around. And uh, <laughs> no offense to South Park, but I feel like it is it has turned an, a nation of children into like libertarian nihilists who think nothing matters. And you like as much as The Simpsons was <laughs> vaguely offen- vaguely offensive, they were yeah. like offending the right people. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. were they were like weirdly environmental and like 
ahead of their time in a lot of ways. Whereas South Park was like, who gives a fuck? You know? Yeah. Like, well, right. for whatever it's worth, somewhere around 2011, I fell very. You got hard married. Off the South Park. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, actually, yes. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly the year I got married. It's also the year. And I my fell wife off the didn't South let Park me watch bandwagon. South Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so. Whatever. No, I just give you the shit. Okay, so no, I know, I but I hear you, I de- and I agree with you for the format to this show or this uh, this game. You will each have two questions, uh, and then, excuse me, then we will do a uh, a similar style of what we just did with Weezer, where you will each get a chance to name a thing, and that will add to your point total. Okay, point All total. Right. All right, so we'll start with Josh. Thank you. Kirk Bart Van Simpson. Houten, mm. Milhouse's father, yes, recorded one uh, single in his life. What was the name of that song? Can I borrow a feeling? Yep, correct. Now, a follow-up in case that was too easy. Do you know the next line after Can I Borrow a Feeling? I think he does the same melody again. Uh, it is the same. It's a. It's the same melody with a few more syllables. But yeah. Can I borrow a feeling? Could, I, I don't. Could you send me a jar of oh, love? Yes. <laughs> oh. Okay. So we'll give you one point. You you could have gotten two. We'll give you one. Okay. All right. Uh, Suck on Bill. that, Bill. One yeah. zero. Bill. How's, the, how's it look yeah. from the bottom? Who was Lisa Simpson's first kiss? Um, it is. It's not a. Uh, it's not like a special guest or anything. It's a. It's a regular. If he gets it wrong, do I get a chance to steal? Sure, why not? Well, good. Then I can bury him by even more points. So you, I, I'm remembering. He was one about of Bart's a, classmates. Yeah, I'm remembering something about a choo-choo choose me. It was not uh, Ralph Wiggum. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, enough hints, man. You're narrowing it down to nothing for him. Let him take uh, his beat down like a man. <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out there because it's a character name I know. How about Milhouse? It was, I'm sorry, no, it was not Milhouse. Oh. Josh? Nelson Muntz. Correct. Yeah, uh, points. All right. All right, uh, Josh. Um, famously, Kelsey Grammer was the voice of Sideshow Bob. Mm-hmm. Bart's nemesis and former uh, actor on the Krusty the Clown show. Indeed. David Hyde Pierce, who played uh, Frasier's brother, Kelsey Grammer's brother on Frasier. Niles Crane. Guest starred, mm-hmm. yes, Niles Crane, guest starred as Sideshow Bob's brother in an episode. What is his character's name? Sideshow Mel? <laughs> no, Sideshow Mel does exist. He's a, he's a main character. Sideshow that's just the, Cecil. That's just the guy who takes over. Sideshow Cecil. Or Cecil, Sideshow I guess you could say. Cecil. That's pretty funny. That's awesome, though. All right, Bill. Um, yep. Hold on, can we get a score check? It is two oh, to zero. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, Bill, um, most of us, as you may or may not know, answer the phone by saying, hello? Yeah. Montgomery Burns, however, does not answer the phone that way. He answers the phone the way that Alexander Graham Bell, the inventor of the telephone, 
originally suggested people should answer the phone. It did not catch on. What is his greeting, his answer? How would, Alexander, how would have Alexander Graham Bell thought expected? people should answer the phone? <laughs> I, uh, hello, hi, greetings. It's a little more old timey than that. <laughs> yeah. Think just, way weirder and more old timey. down there i'm just i got i'm just trying to think of like um, hello down how would people have greeted each other like from from a distance right like lord um, is it you uh, connecting us uh, uh, <laughs> if i was if, uh, oh, uh i'm gonna go with the british oi 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 I'm sorry that's not correct that, though it's close ahoy hoy correct <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good. Shit. That was a good guess. Uh, Josh is up three zero. We've that now was, entered that pretty close. the lightning round back and forth. And I think, Bill, you could conceivably make up some points here. Okay. In uh, in a very classic uh, seminal episode, Homer at the Bat, uh, Montgomery Burns brings in a team of ringers to win the softball competition for the nuclear plant. He has a team of nine uh, major league players who were all active major league players at the time. I believe this was in season three, which I think would have put this at somewhere around 1992. I actually know maybe? something a little bit about this. I could so, maybe name one or two. There are nine players. Bill, go first. Name one, then Bubba, then Bill, etc. Okay, Daryl Strawberry. I know he was one for sure. Correct. He had a grotesquely swollen jaw, if I remember correctly. Boggs, what did I say about those sideburns? It's <laughs> correct. Wade Box is one of them. Um, I think I'm pretty sure Ken Griffey Jr. Correct. His okay. grotesquely swollen <laughs> jaw. And so let's go to hold Steve on, hold Sachs. On. Uh, sorry, Bubba had three to start this, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Bill, what did you have again? <laughs> I had none. <laughs> sorry, I now have two because I had strawberry and Griffey. Okay, so four to two. All right, Steve Sachs is correct. It is his five to two. He's running from the, the loft. loft. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Other famous. Now I'm just guessing. Okay. So other uh, let's let's let's. I'm, I'm looking at this list, and I think it actually it actually does work out as a lineup. So yeah. Sachs was playing sh uh, second base. Second. Okay. Uh, Wade Boggs was clearly playing third. So yep. second and yep. third base are covered. Strawberry and Griffey, you have two of your outfielders covered. Outfielders. So. You still have uh, an outfielder, shortstop, first, base, short first baseman, catcher. catcher, pitcher. Okay, Canseco, early 90s. Correct, Jose Canseco. Okay. Yep. So the outfield is covered. Yep. Ozzie yep. Smith. Correct, the shortstop, Short, yeah. Ozzie okay. Smith. So you have first uh, base, pitcher, and catcher. Nolan Ryan. I'm sorry, that is not correct. Shit. Well, then I know who the pitcher was if it wasn't Nolan Ryan. Roger God Clemens. God Correct. damn it. <laughs> All right. You got first base and catcher. I, there were two ways I could go with pitcher <laughs> from early 90s, right? Like first base and catcher. 
They've both managed in the major leagues. Oh, Mike Sosha. Correct. Josh, the first baseman. Is he had a Fred? delightful mustache. His name his last name sounds like an adverb. <laughs> Mark McGuire? I'm sorry, no. Bill? Adverb. Adverb. Adverbs end in L Y. Correct. He's uh, been manager. Dodgers Don Mattingly. Uh, Correct. Damn it. <laughs> All right, I gave you that one. <laughs> Bubba wins seven to five. Ah, good job, fellas. Through your hint, suck on that, Bill. Congratulations, <laughs> Bubba. I, I beat like, you at a game like of trivia how, on a TV like, show you've never seen. I like how Bubba, Bill said congratulations as Bubba said suck on that, Bill. Really sums up everything. Like. <laughs> All right, that was trivia. Last segment of the night, fellas. New segment. Hate can be fun too. <laughs> All right, so one thing that is impossible to do even with, you know, the not the thing. You, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no fucking clue what you're talking about. <laughs> Here's the thing is you can't avoid the news. You can't. Every day, every day, Bubba every Dean day Angst people won't read save the, news. the whales. And, and nuke the whales? Like do you really believe that? <laughs> Man, gotta nuke something. <laughs> gotta, gotta nuke something. It's a Nelson Muntz line, Bill. From the episode where Lisa from gets the her Simpsons. first kiss. <laughs> okay. But if the, you need my the, Disney Plus password, <laughs> just let me know. I actually have Disney Plus. That is that is oh, yeah, a you corporate overlord that, that I'm yeah. willing to pay for. Listeners, uh, it, it might shock <laughs> you to know that the three of us share a, a three a three way text chain. And and so one thing that's been happening during this, you know, pandemic is that the three of us have texted each other and it's been great fun. There have been there have been gifts, there have been sassy one liners, there've <laughs> been there's been sadness shared, there's been beverages considered. But there's also been some pretty good hate texting where you cause, you know, it's impossible not to be on the news at least a little bit. Even when you're trying not to, you still spend like two hours on your goddamn phone a day seeing how the world is burning. And uh that leads to some fucking insane shit. And and sometimes it's really good to just say how much you hate things. And I'd like to start. A day ago, the governor of Georgia said, we just found out today, or I just found out today, that people without symptoms of coronavirus can carry the disease and spread it to others. That's fucking insane. Yeah, My five-year-old knew that three weeks ago. That's so fucking insane. How he's, are he's how also an illegitimate governor who stole right. the election from Stacey Abrams? But yeah, right. And and that and that guy turns out if you're yes, a secretary yesterday. of state while you're running for governor, you might have a couple yeah. conflicts of interest. I I don't know. Huh. No, you can fairly administer the counting. Yeah, that yeah. that was insane. Hello, I am the Secretary of State who oversees voting. I would like to close down all of the voting locations and polling places in black neighborhoods. 
So uh, fuck that guy. Brian Kemp uh, is his name. Fuck him to uh, the moon. Fuck Brian Kemp. Uh, and uh, let's call this... Uh, 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 fuck a guy. <laughs> go, go fuck yourself. Uh, go fuck yourself. Uh, Louis, is there any anything fun you've seen that made you go, fuck this thing? Uh, I don't know. I mean, yes. Pick pick a favorite. There's <laughs> okay. I don't know. I think uh, there's something about the most entitled, worthless piece of shit, Chucky doll of a human, Jared, Jared Kush- Kushner. Kushner being even <laughs> remotely involved. Being right. even like remotely involved in anything of import that makes me fucking crazy. Where it's just like, yeah. like somehow he is in charge of peace in the Middle East, the opioid crisis, like poverty, the pandemic. Like somehow he's in charge of all of the things, and all he's ever done is be a slum lord and a fucking vile piece of shit who inherited a bunch of money. And it's like seeing, just like seeing his face. Like he has. <laughs> The most punchable face I've ever seen. Oh, like it's just like, <laughs> like I I would love to see him just interact with any normal, everyday human in a way because it would just be like people would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like you, I don't know. It's, I have nothing constructive to say, but yeah, he's exhibit one A for why we don't actually live in the vaunted quote democracy that we were all taught that we grew up in right like yeah uh, because that dude wasn't elected to shit he wasn't selected by anyone to do anything he just happened to be married to the daughter of the person that is the president and like and he wields unbelievable amounts of power he still has. Like, it's funny. He still so, like, has never. The, he still has never gotten his security clearance. Here, here in this, here in the state of Minnesota, right? That's conservative. Oh conservative folks in the state of Minnesota love to rail against something that we have here in the state of Minnesota called the Met Council. Right, the Met Council is is a is a group of commissioners that's uh, appointed by the governor in the various counties in the seven county metro area. Bill, does that stand for Metropolitan Council? I believe it does, Bubba. And they run, like, one of of their, like, most important things that they do is they run the metro transit. Uh, You know, they they, they run the transit authorities because in in Minnesota, we don't have one large city. Like, Minneapolis isn't the, like, square area of, like, Chicago, right? So we have all these suburbs that feed into into the area. And um, the Met Council helps just kind of make sure that 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 all these cities can remain connected and that some some things that would be easier to enact in like a larger city like a new york or chicago like like you know transit and things like that 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 they happen so you have this met council that tries to like help cities coordinate what they're doing and their ideas and their plans but it's a it's a fun conservative talking point in the twin cities area to rail against how these people are all unelected they're all a bunch of unelected jerks and they you know like the whole point of governments we're supposed to be able to throw the bums out when they don't do the shit that we want them to do right so like the same the same people who sit around in the twin cities and rail against the met council are the people who voted for donald trump and you don't hear them railing against Jared Kushner somehow being appointed to like one of the most important positions in the executive branch. Just, like he's just a fucking hanger on who came with the dude that got voted in. Like it's just such fucking hypocrisy to me that that people on one hand like oh, the goddamn Met Council. Well, you know why you hate the Met Council because you don't like mass transit because you don't like other people. 
and you only like four people having a chance to get to their jobs, right? But like then when Jared Kushner, well, yeah, he's doing a good job. That guy just knows how to evaluate data and do his shit. Like fuck you, fuck you, you bunch well, of fucking hypocrites. Like fuck that. No, and I, I'm and I sorry. Think, no, totally. And I think that like I think uh, I read a really good article by Adam Sewer Sewer S E R W E R, the editor of the Atlantic. I'm yes, a big he's fan. great. Yeah, uh, he wrote an article uh, yesterday, maybe. Um, that was it was really interesting and and I to me very true which is just that like and and I think in a lot of ways by talking about the current Republican Party it was kind of a damning indictment of the Democratic Party who I've never I can't even imagine a more inept group of people than the current Democratic Party it's just staggering how bad they are at politics like and but he's basically talking about how like when Obama, when Obama wanted to pass the stimulus, I don't like for those of us who are old enough to have been reading the news at that time, like there was a big deal about making sure that the stimulus was under one trillion dollars because that was a number that was going to freak people out. And a lot of economists and like Paul Krugman from the New York Times and a lot of folks were saying like, like to be real, like if we really want to recover from the bank collapse and everything, we need this thing to be like one or two, like one and a half to two trillion dollars. It needs to be an enormous thing. And we ended up passing what, like an eight hundred billion dollar stimulus, and every Republican, you know, in the in the House voted against it, and like maybe a couple or three from the Senate voted for it, but everyone, like Lindsey Graham and all these folks who are now voting for this stimulus, were against it. And their supposed reason was the classic, like the deficit, and like what are we spent? Where where will the money come budget. from? And all right. that kind of stuff. Yeah, and and then of course, like this stimulus passes with every Republican voting for it. And his whole point, Adam Sewer's point, was just like it's not an ideological divide. It's not about nope. how you nope. feel about money. It's just nope. We as we as the right wing do not feel like Democrats are a legitimate governing body and we do not think you should be allowed to make decisions for this country. And you can see that in the way that Trump acts, how he's literally killing people based on whether that state voted for him or not. Like he's sending aid to places that voted for him and not to places that didn't. And it's like this idea that, um, this idea that you don't govern you know, everyone, you just govern the people who actually like you. And, and it's just this, yeah, you just, you, you run into a situation where it's just like, you have, if you have, if you're trying to negotiate with somebody who neg like rejects the premise of everything you're talking about, it turns out you shouldn't try to <laughs> negotiate with them. You need to also just be like, we're going to burn this down. Like what's, why would you, it's like, negotiating with terrorists or whatever or it's just like you just want to watch the world burn you don't actually give a fuck about what happens like anything if a democrat is in charge anything you do is going to be seen as illegitimate and therefore like democrats are spineless and shitty where it's just like don't don't try to like meet people in the middle who just want to kill your whole family like what is that what like just kill two of my kids and then make me fill out a bunch of paperwork to maybe save the rest of them or whatever. You know, it's like the kind of compromises that are happening are just, just in, like, I don't know, like in, in LA, like 
how how are ah okay yep this is Louis rant blah, 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 blah. um like how how are people supposed to pay their rent just like answer that question for me and then it's like okay so by next week there will be roughly 16 to 17 million people who have filed for unemployment how are they going to get doctors to look at them because they don't have health insurance because it is detached to their work or you know all these things where it's like it would be it's there's never been a better time to make a very clear and obvious case for really progressive shit and we have you know conveniently enough we do have one person who is doing that and we do have a second person whose brain is oozing out of their ears and who can only be awake for an hour and a half a day. And he's the one. He's the one who's going to run for president. And he is going to get fucking eviscerated. If Joe Biden wins two states, I will be pleased. Because that there, he is going to get worked. <laughs> it, it feels... I don't even remember where that started. But this is where it's ending. Fuck yeah. the Democratic Party. To quote, to quote Mugatu, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> you know a good way to prevent a spread of a global pandemic? Let people get tested for free. Wow. What a, I'm insane. What an insane idea I just came up with. That can never see the light but of day. But where's that money going to come from, Lewis? Uh, I don't know. Like, are you gonna take that from the rich people who work yes, super I'm, hard I'm to earn their billions of dollars? Kill Jeff Bezos, and I'm gonna they take all really of his money and distribute it. They did a good job clicking their goddamn mouses and making sure they invested money in the right places when they knew and they had insider information. That's hard work, Lewis. I don't know about you. That's harder work than all the fucking factory workers. Do. And the, the, uh, who do you want to uh, hate? Fuck Bill. So I want to. Well, I didn't even know this person existed until I saw this today. But the governor of Iowa, I saw this tweet. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds says her refusal to issue a shelter-in-place order has become a, quote, divisive issue. Yeah, no she shit. She <laughs> chastises Dr. Fauci, and I want to emphasize the word doctor in that, right? Dr. Fauci for saying that all states should implement one. And her quote, this is a quote from her, quote, I would say that maybe... He doesn't have all the information. End quote. I, I, I just, I. I know you went to is, so-called medical school. <laughs> is there? Bill is short-circuiting right now. <laughs> can I? Can I? Can we? Can we go to confession for a second? Yeah. Just for a minute. Bubba, you, you know this about me because we knew each other in college. Um, what was Bill like in college? How much ass was I, he getting? A true believer. <laughs> I, am, I, I am somebody who, for many, many years, held pretty conservative political tendencies in his life. Like that, That's a thing that existed for me. Um, for, for many, 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 many reasons, that's not true anymore but one of the things that really annoys me <laughs> and grates on me it annoys is too soft of a word is the complete and utter disregard for expertise 
and science and intellectual pursuit that has completely and utterly overtaken the Republican Party. Now, I know there are people who will point back to, you know, 20, 30 years ago and say that 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 this has been a long time in coming. And that's that's probably true. I'll say that. But like something about even just the last 10 years and the complete and utter rejection of people who have spent their entire lives studying epidemiology have like this dude knows this dude to, to has forgotten book on it he's forgotten more about how diseases work than you the three of us could ever hope to know with our brains all put together and she fucking has the balls as a what elected governor of like bumblefuck cornfield usa she has the balls suck on that iowa minnesota who hates iowa we hate iowa but everyone no you're not even worth our time i we wouldn't we know i would say that he doesn't have all the information what well, she's go. hoping to take I a load from the president just... at the next Republican gangbang, and so she needs to stroke <laughs> him a little bit and make sure he knows she's on his side with the let's deny facts and such. So, hmm. 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 What do you think the president's load looks like? It's it's like powder. It's it's, a, it's like a poof it's of green. smoke, right? Yeah, it's right. <laughs> it's just it's just a little flick of powder and like a huh, and then that's it. And then he eats a burger and naps. What do you think? A well, what done, do you think, a well done burger, by the what way. Do you think it's, Baron, it's for what do you think sure well Baron done. has been doing this whole time. <laughs> like they just—he doesn't know the internet's a thing. Because if he did, then he'd know that his father was a total lunatic, and so he's just he playing just, like, like a ton of Fortnite, probably. Just like a lot of Atari. <laughs> yeah, they need to get him like a GameCube or something that can't connect to the internet. Right. Exactly. He's got a Dreamcast. He's. <laughs> He's like, I really like Tennis 2K2. It's my favorite game. That means 2022, right? He's like, I know this game is old, but I think this Roger Federer guy might be good for a while. I think he's, he's, he's an up-and-comer. I know. That was the joke. Uh, it wasn't a very good joke. But yeah. I liked uh, it. Really. It wasn't really great that I said that either. Um. <laughs> All right. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> Fellas, it's been good getting to vent and bs and have a good old time with you we're getting to the end of the pod here so unfortunately we need to end the pod on on a sour note so we're gonna do a an uh, uh we're gonna pour one out um this stupid fucking virus took one of my absolute favorite uh musicians all of us uh one of my favorite bands one of the yeah, just a songwriter extraordinaire uh and he got coronavirus and passed away this week um, you know I'm a Fountains of Wayne fame, or perhaps from music from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, uh, That Thing You Do, music and lyrics, and lots and lots of other places. Adam Schlesinger, um, Tinted Windows. He was a total dude and wrote incredible, incredible music in a multitude of styles and rocked. Uh, Adam Schlesinger, we drink this one for you. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers Adam. Can I tell a very fast Adam Schlesinger story? Go with it. Yeah. Um, so I knew who he was. He was a Fountains of Wayne fan, you know, going in. I have kids now. They're five, three, and two months. And somewhere along the way, when my oldest one was growing up, we discovered the TV show Bubble Guppies on Nick Jr. 
And it was just another show that was on, another kid's show, like whatever. We, I watched a couple episodes with him. Yeah, okay, this show doesn't seem like it's a complete waste of time. It's educational, whatever else. But they, they always sing songs in the middle of the show that are around whatever the theme of the show is, whether it's, you know, skeleton or, you know, just science things, whatever else. And the songs were super catchy. It was just one of those things I could not get those fucking things out of my head. And there was an episode that was about the solar system and about the sun. And there's so this amazing. tune that came up in it called Sun, Beautiful Sun. And it was just catchy as hell. And there were some, just some, some weird like musical idioms in there that I was like, whoever wrote this was like not a fucking slouch, right? Like this is a person who did not just write music for children's shows on Nickelodeon. Like this is, this is somebody who really knows his shit or her shit and, and just like really is whatever. So I, I, I dug around a little bit on the internet and like, okay, who I finally had to know, like who fucking writes the music for bubble guppies. And it was, it's Adam Schlesinger. And I was, it just clicked in that moment. I'm like, of, of course, that's who writes the music for Bubba because it's the catchiest, most right. repeatable, most like unbelievably cool shit ever. And I, He's I had a, a pop ton, master. I had a ton of respect for him as a songwriter, um, even going into that. But then when I heard he could take his shit and and write crazy lyrics, you know, about children's learning about the solar system and stuff, and and still make it really cool and really musical, I just. I don't know, man. What what a dude! And the world has really lost somebody who's just an un, unbelievable songwriter. Um, a couple of years ago, Louis and his wife turned me onto a show that I could not believe after I watched thirty seconds of it that I had never seen or heard of before. Basically, as soon as we were like midway through the first episode, sorry to interrupt. I was like, Bubba, if Bubba doesn't know about this, he needs to know about it immediately. It's- I I love everything about that show. That show is, I, I it's Crazy Ex Girlfriend. It is a musical comedy that is also heavy as fuck and beautiful. But the songs are the music is amazing. It's hilarious. It's insane. It's fun. It's everything you want out of a comedy. And the but the music, the music is so good. And it's the the one of the creators, Rachel Bloom, and then one other guy I can't remember who does the music. And then Adam Schlesinger wrote all. And I, I just read you know in the last few days that he wrote over 157 original songs over four seasons of that show just ridiculous that's so prolific it's unreal and, in like every possible ch- genre that ever every, existed yeah. <laughs> oh my god the, the, the point of it is they hit everything and they're all so spot on clever funny it's if you haven't seen the show check it out but all the music is is available where music is available and they j- even alone they are worth a listen um yeah just Truly good, Bill. So why why don't we lead into the to the song yeah, of the so week? Yeah, so song of the week, what, you know, what honoring him and, and and leading into it, it's it's not um you know it's not a Fountains of Wayne tune or anything like that, but it is one of his most well known works. And I'd like to just just lead into it by just quoting straight up from the Rolling Stone article where they talked about you know twenty of the best songs that Adam Schlesinger wrote, and they were writing about his his tune that thing you do, obviously written uh, for for the movie. And I'll just just read it. Um, straight from the rolling stone it's the hardest conceivable songwriting assignment write a hit now and not only that but write a hit that believably could take a band from local talent shows to touring nationwide and oh yeah write it in the precise idiom of an american garage band in the year 1964 make it good enough that you can actually imagine it on the radio next to the beatles that's what schlesinger pulled off with the stellar title track to tom hanks's beloved movie and he did it so well 
that it feels like he incepted the song into actual pop history. That Thing You Do by The Wonders. Well, guys, it's been uh, it's been another week, and it like I said last week, it's it is. That's gonna be the new slogan for the show. It's been, it's been another, another week. week. <laughs> There's not much more we can say. We hope we distracted you. We're still here. And we hope we helped distract you for a little bit. We're still here. Uh, thanks for doing things, and you know, teachers and doc. You know, we like you know, or not doing things. Have you know? a good one. You know, be out there and stuff. My name's. J- you know what the, you know what they say. Don't but be stay out there. Home. Don't but be out there. Stay home. Don't be an asshole. We'll see you next time. <laughs> when we're not quite as drunk. I'm Bubba. I'm Bill. Or I'm I'm Louie. <laughs> Good later. Bye. 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 The end has come. It's time to say goodbye. But don't be sad Think of all 
soon Don't think you've lost some Cause next week will be Fucking awesome too I'd I'd fill her with feta and pasta. <laughs> Wait, why? Because <laughs> I like to wine and dine my lady before I make love to her. And then you would send a photo to Donald Trump. <laughs> and then I would put on a fucking wig and a big long red tie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I'd find the in, char- in, in character hate fuck. That's another level. <laughs> 